Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we begin, it's that time... Sponsor mentions. Untapped maple, you guys. Pure energy, clean from the pure source of Vermont. Maple syrup. <laughs> so good. Maple. I wish I could start over, but I can't. Super easy to digest, super quick to get into the tank. Trying the individual packets, which a lot of you guys do, or the new dispenser bottles to save on packaging. I have one of those. It's kind of cool. You squeeze it and watch it go up the hose, and then it goes into the little measuring thing. It's kind of cool. I don't know. I it's like, like ble- bleeding disc brakes, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and and I have a reusable flask that that came from them, and that'll hold up to five servings. So it's, it's actually God, pretty that would cool. All just be one hit just for cool? me. I yeah. just want an IV of that stuff. <laughs> Use the Lincoln Pack filler. Next off, Mojo Cyclery and Reynolds Wheels. <laughs> Well, this time, people, that's right. Jackson is our our first believer in the magic of Reynolds. We have quite a few guys on Reynolds. I think I say that every week. And a big thanks to Mojo and Reynolds for taking care of us. They are Spokane's home for gravel. They do so much more. Head over to MojoCyclery.com. Do the right thing and visit them at Spokane Valley at 1405 North Argonne. Um, your brother was saying that basically you can just trash your your Reynolds wheels and they'll replace them. (laughs) Really? Yep. I lifetime thought, warranty. I thought, I thought somebody was going to say, like, no, come on. Now, you can't just go, you know, riding your road bike off loading docks and, and expect them to replace your wheels. Mm-hmm. Really? Take them down a flight of stairs. 
try it. I've got the flyer at home. Yep. Uh-huh. It's right. awesome. I mean, that's why you pay the price that you pay, right? Yeah. Like it's because lifetime. They're killer wheels. Pack they are killer wheels. Packfield Productions does not recommend you actually right downstairs. Fuel <laughs> are, uh, stands for human fuel, and that it is among their amazing selections of real food. The Black Edition Shake, 40 grams of protein per meal. It's super convenient, super tasty. I have the chocolate. Paul has the... Salted caramel. And you've been, you've been enjoying yeah, it. Yep. I, I was, use it for after rides. I was waiting for you mm-hmm. to poo-poo it, but you didn't no, poo-poo I did, it. I, in fact, I will be getting more and more. Well, there, 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 there we go. Yeah. I don't mind even though it's vegan. I don't think he's going to eat meat. In, I wish you'd pronounce it vegan or something. Vegan. Vegan. Yeah, it'd make me a- <laughs> vegan. Are you into them vegans? <laughs> Real ingredients like coconut, sunflower seeds, brown rice, and flax seeds. Flax seeds is my go-to morning fuel. Just two fifty per meal is how it equates out to. So be sure to get to Packville and use the link today. Not only support the show, but grab a great tasting, affordable meals. Trust me, Huel.com. Slash pack filler. Do you have to say forward slash or backslash anymore? Probably I not. Know. I don't know. Do people? I think Who does a backslash? Some animal. OJ. That's a really old joke. That's a good one, though. It's really like ancient. I'm, it was the first, you know, killer that popped into my head. Mm-hmm. I'm just letting the theme play. We're back. Wow. And David's not here. So yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna bash him tonight. Yeah. I think it's the elf easy. on the shelf comment a couple weeks ago was actually the, the ultimate. Yeah. <laughs> Where that Jackson the did the voice. That was a peak. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happened. This is why we can't say nice things anymore, people. And this is why we can't have nice things anymore. I'm officially burned out on the word gravel. I am I am officially I think it's because of unbound, but I'm seeing the word in every everywhere. It is being used too much. I love writing it, but it is now being used more often than literally. And it's being used more often than the amount of IPAs offered in local pubs. Time for a new term. Can we just say dirt road writing, please? I know it's longer. Dirt road? No? no. I'm getting blank stares I'm, across I'm the gravel privateer. Grode writing. Grode. Grode? I'd take... I just... You know, we use words too much, and, and, and this is the case. So let's get to, to Life on Two Wheels. Let's get to the Pack Filler Podcast. I'm Pat Bulger. Let's say hello to tonight's panel of pundits on pedaling. Yeah, I, I, I came up with that all by myself. Tonight's question, everybody, who is the most embarrassing person you have ever had a crush on? Probably a celebrity, I would assume. You know, you don't want to say, the woman I married, because that would probably get you in a lot of trouble. So, do you guys, you got it already? Yeah. Okay. I do too. I thought of it immediately. The question came up. So, first of all, he's got a new bike, Mr. Paul Maine. How are you, man? Wow. All right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. saw it. Yeah. I saw the new bike. Yeah. His commuter, belt driven. Mm-hmm. It's kind of kind of like urban assault looking. Yeah. Mm. It's black. Yeah. Color you don't like. On no, bikes. it's 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 it is he flat black. Bikes. It is flat black. Yeah, yeah. and it, but but it's a commuter, so I'll allow mm-hmm. it. I'll Thank I'll you. allow it. Mm-hmm. You are fine this time. I have some salad in my teeth. Anyway, do you? Yeah. No, you're clean. No, you're good. Yeah. like something's in there. Doesn't look like it. I feel like I've been chasing something around too. Mm. No, by the taste wow. of it. <laughs> oh God, that sound! I'm sure the people listening at home because I recorded <laughs> it. Oh, just got that slurring sound. It was a it was a scallion. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, right. We got it. Who'd yeah. you have a crush on? This is embarrassing. Yeah. Betty this Rebel. Is what is, who? Betty Rebel. <laughs> wow. 
Right, Two of these guys on, have no, no idea no, who you're talking no, about. No, <laughs> no. no the Flintstones. You guys so ever watch the Flintstones? Oh my god! I yeah, know what you're talking about. No, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen the Flintstones? Barney was a lucky guy. Barney was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and and it must have started there because I dated only dark-haired women. After that, really? I launched it. Yeah. It was Betty Rubble's fault. Betty Rubble. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. What an actress. God, she was good. <laughs> Played by Rosie O'Donnell in the movie. Uh, that, I'm Might glad I never saw the movie Might because it would have shattered. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, no. Next off, he's got free range to bash his brother, Mr. Samuel Waples. How are you, man? I'm doing well. Yeah. Uh, brother's not here, so. Yeah. It's a good night. Freedom. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Man, I really don't think I have any embarrassing crushes. I no. cannot know. I have super embarrassing like TV shows, things like that that I no, love. No, like, like childhood, like, oh my gosh, I really want, I am in love with Betty White. Betty Crocker. Betty Crocker. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, Britney Spears. Honest, no, no, never liked Britney Spears. Like truly, the, the one that I can, I, I've always had a, a crush on Emma Watson and Natalie Portman, right? Like Those are great choices. Those are great those choices. Are great choices, yeah. In my wife. Oh, right. nicely done. Sure. Nicely Good done. call. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a big old. <laughs> that's that's I, I I know. Thanks, I don't have anything. I'm yeah. awesome. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. Next, he's got Road Rash. Actually, he doesn't uh, that much anymore, Mister Jackson Bolzer. Yeah. How you feeling, dude? Good. We'll get, we'll get into the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. <sighs> Embarrassing crushes. I, you know, I think I'm also like Sam. I don't think I had really an we embarrassing crush. I mean, if we're gonna be honest, like Lois Griffin, we all know is like is is that's is embarrassing a, because I have nothing. For, you're another cartoon. Well, I mean, I I think I as Lois Im- Griffin, I think the as, mom on Family Guy. I think as oh. embarrassing, like just her her. <laughs> I, but it's I like I don't even know. Like, voice. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. I didn't really have any. Wow, embarrassing crushes. God, yeah, that's. I don't know. I if I I'll send it out there if I do, but I can't think of any. You guys are lame. Yeah, yeah. You notice all? Well, of I'm you... looking pretty stupid. No, <laughs> I are. I haven't gone yet. Oh, and my wife can back up mine. Mm-hmm. Me, uh, you notice everything was. He's got a new bike. He's got free range. He's mm-hmm. got road rash. Me, I've got an ejection fraction of fifty five percent. God, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. you do. Damn it! And if you don't know what that means, that means my heart is normal. No, low end of normal, but mm-hmm. I'll take it. You know, I, personally, I'm just like you know, I'm lying there at night, you know punching what? myself in the chest, going, "Do better." In like America, a really you're death. above normal, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, America's got some terrible cardiologist rates. offices are really depressing they places are. to be. Yeah, you see a lot of really unhealthy people in yep. a cardiologist office. It's, it's I'm it's saying, like, you're wow. above average. You know, just and don't look at of, the whole world. A lot of grasping for breath, a lot of things like that. You know, it's. Oof. And I got another. I got another test on next Wednesday, so I guess they're they're gonna do the whole inject me with dye and I gotta lie there and yeah, make sure my veins are doing what they're supposed to be doing. But anyway, I'm Pat Bolger, and I actually had a. <laughs> Let me explain myself. I had a crush on, and this is in the early 1990s, on Ellen DeGeneres. That's rough. That's rough. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't going to work out. No. Um, no. And, and, and this was no. back before she she came mm-hmm. out, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you know, and I I've always had a thing for funny women. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got you got to have a major sense of humor. And uh, and so I, I had a 
Why not Julie Lewis Dreyfus or something? Yeah. Oh, I did her too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Literally you anybody did, else. You did her. What? You I did, did her. Oh yeah. Oh. I, no, I did. I did have a crush <laughs> okay. on her too. Yeah, Julie like, Louis wait, Dreyfus. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, she, I I still wouldn't say I have a crush on Julie Louis Dreyfus. She's oh. awesome. She's cool. Yeah, she's funny. But you guys are so old. Yeah. I know that is. You're There's not Ellen surprising me know. with that statement. Yeah. I, I'm quite aware of how yeah. old I am. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I got skin that doesn't retract. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just hanging. It flops. <laughs> it flops. It does. And I'm descending, and I've got. Like, <laughs> It, it does not curtains. move. It you know, does not move. You know how like they've, In the they've formed yes, that does. like I'll you're you. shitting me. No, I'll show you next time we descend over forty miles an hour. You know you'll see the. They formed that like teardrop that? arrow profile ah! design, uh-huh. right? So it's like rounded in the front. Then yeah, it comes, that's, that's based off happening. of your arms. Yeah, I got flesh curtains now. Yeah. Nice, so. going faster that way. <laughs> that's right. Like sea fairings. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do some catching up. Oh, that's a visual. Uh, here I am on the beach. We have a family photo. Notice the blur of my upper arm. There was a breeze. They caught me mid-flap. On the bright side, you can go full flying squirrel if you jump off a high building. Yeah. I'll give it a try. I'll tell you how it works out. I can see my house from here. I can make it. It'd be pretty cool, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Spider-Man. Geriatric man. Uh, let's do some catching up, shall we? Jackson wasn't here last week, and the week prior provided a reason why he wasn't here last week. Jackson, mm. time to put you on the spot. Why weren't you here, and why haven't you been on your road bike for two weeks? Well, I'll, uh, yeah, so I we were racing, what? Uh, Two weeks ago, I don't know. Thursday, yep. Yeah, and um, there was a crash. It was a big crash for me and only me. <laughs> yeah. But it was one of those situations where I f- found out after it had all happened that one guy's disc brake rotor had touched the rear cogs of somebody in front of him, and I'm not kidding. When I saw it, uh, do you understand? Cross-wheeling. Yeah, yeah, I'm just yeah. So his front wheel. I'm, I'm visual. I'm a visual learner. Yeah, Quick, yeah, yeah. I'm, I count with just my fingers too. Just for the people too. out there that you know, yeah. cross wheeling significantly. Yeah. yeah, and so it sent this guy. I'd say his front wheel was probably three, four feet off the air or off uh, off the ground, and everybody else went whoa, 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 and I also went whoa, but everybody else came over to me and just swept my front wheel. It was nobody's fault. I mean, mm-hmm. just crazy stuff happens, mm-hmm. but um. Then I began to go left, and I stuck my left foot out, and I thought I could save it. But then in that moment, my brain went, these are carbon soles on concrete going 25 (laughs) miles an hour. No way are you going to do it. And I also, a little bit of me was like, okay, shoe preservation, which is terrible. Absolutely not. No, I agree 100%. Carbon, skin heals. Carbon doesn't. Well, I know. That's the really terrible thing. There's a time in which that changes, and I'm in that time. I will shred 10 pairs of $400 cleats before I hit the pavement. You're you're serious. No, I'm serious. I'd grease it out and take one for the team. I would just be like, (laughs) I'm going to be picking scabs. Well, (laughs) we have been, because after, after the shoe had taken that, I began to grab brake, but then that sent me over the right side because in that because as i realized oh the shoe's done i don't want to crash anybody else so if i begin to break 
then I'll just stop and everybody else will have gone around me. Yeah. And that did what that is what happened, luckily. But that sent me. I don't really know what happened because I did hit my head. Yeah. Pretty quick, like pretty hard. Um, and the helmet's done. Shout out to Pac. Yep. That's uh, that one. It was pretty minimal damage. If we need to post some sort of Pac picture of what the helmet looks like, post I can. Post a Pac picture? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but, and then I just remember I was on my back and the right side of me hurt really bad and I knew that it was not terrible, but I knew that I hit my head because instantly I was in the fetal position and then I opened my eyes and went, oh man, I hit my head. I said it out loud, I remember. I was pretty aware. I was pretty with it. Mm -hmm. And um, instantly I wanted to stand up, but then everybody, there was a firefighter, there was a doctor, there was a Sam who was a... There was a Sam. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they were all saying, no, stay where you are. A bunch of healthcare. Mm -hmm. Literally the whole hospital was there. My fiance, a nurse, was there. Um, Sam's wife, a David's, I'm sorry, yeah. David's, David's wife, a David's doctor, wife, but yeah. also Sam's wife was there as well. Yep. Who OT. deals? Yeah, <laughs> we and have then, it all. And Jeez. then a neurologist came up to me yep. after the fact, and all of these healthcare professionals came up to me and talked to me. Um, but yeah, I walked away with no broken bones, thank God. Um, a mild concussion and. Uh, my bars are done for as we have been figuring out Sam and I have been. And then, um, but other than that, wheels stayed the same wheels are fine. Mm-hmm. can't believe that. I thought I would. Yeah. I thought I would have blown those wheels. This is why they're a, a forever warranty. Yeah. You can't yeah. break them. The wow. tire did. I've never seen a tire shred the yeah. way this one did it. The, the sidewall was just destroyed. How fast were you going? We were going 25 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then the skin Zero suit miles an hour. Yeah, the skin suit's done. It's uh, done for. Um, and the helmet. I've is always found a little cheek to be kind of you know a little tasteful. Teasing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did, were you a little assless chaps kind no. of thing going it, on? It, luckily, no. It's just a shoulder that's pretty torn. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can race. I'm gonna race this Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can and and I will. But not on your bike. As we not were on saying my bike. Before we yes. went on air. Yeah. You yeah. Still got to get the third bike. option. I just thought of. What's that? You know how Phil Guyman cut the bars to like save weight a while ago? You guys remember that? <laughs> cut the drops. Let's just cut the drops. Yeah, because the drops the are. Hoods. I've never drops seen. Drops was toasted. Let's just. You're only gonna have hoods. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's total low and arrow. Save man. weight. Yeah. but I've never seen carbon just shred like that. It didn't yeah. crack. It didn't break off. It was just like torn. The webbing. Yeah. Oh my god. It's pretty crazy. Um, but as long as the frame didn't break, you know, that's what I was happy with. Because mm-hmm. I stood up and instantly went. How are the wheels? And David was like, don't worry about the wheels. And I went, no, I spent too much on the wheels. (laughs) How are they? Sam, you were in that race. So um, um, I spoke to somebody else who was in that race Mm -hmm. who was saying that afterwards there was a completely different feel. And and the reaction of the riders within the pack Mm -hmm. was very... it's very across the board, mm-hmm. um, I, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to bash any individual riders or anything like that. But they, there was there were some reactions that of people who were not used to being in a mass start race where mm-hmm. crashes happen, mm-hmm. and um, there were very varied reactions in terms of how people behaved themselves afterwards. Did Did you notice anything like that? I mean, I just noticed that everybody was super skittish. Yeah. Like the whole time after that. And I think it's just because like, you know, we've talked like it's this is 
And wasn't that like the Tuesday before that race or something that I was talking about how this is what happens when you put that large of a category difference in one field? Yeah. It's like you got people who are cat fours and people who are cat ones racing together. And it's like, man, I can keep throttling it the whole day. And you have these people that are just twitchy and nervy. And it's like, then they see something like that. And then the whole field is just like on edge. And I'm like, guys, we got like a wide is that track like 30 feet mm-hmm. yeah. 30 foot wide track it's huge yeah. there's no need for us to be overlapping wheels yeah so but no it, it was yeah it was very different there was a lot of people that came and asked you know how he was doing and then mm-hmm. the other people that had no clue which is startling really wow yeah. i didn't know that just because they were ahead i think they were ahead of it or yeah okay mm-hmm. um in uh you know we've with this race series being categorized it's not classic usac categorization it's a b c and and d a's being predominantly threes twos and ones um b's being three four three four you know and then it's an overlap each way but yeah yeah um and 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 so on and so forth um is is it being judgmental to say that I mean, how do you do that? How do you decide if somebody comes up and says, "I want to race APAC, How do you how do you look at them and say, "Well, what are your skill set? Well, have, you, have you earned the ability to ride in that field?" Or you know, I, I and I don't want to again turn it into even more roadie elitism. But, uh, but I really don't feel like maybe I'm remembering this wrong. But I really thought back in previous that you had to be a three to be racing in the A's. Am I remembering that wrong? Because I remember wanting to get up to the A's really bad. Yeah, but I I, I vaguely remember like that. But it's, I think uh, due to lack of volume of people. Yeah, it I has think to be that way. That's yeah, and and you know it, like a, those try guys. Yep, they'll probably never upgrade. No. So what, the unfortunate thing is, for yeah, sure, if not and fives. they were, in my opinion, in the cornering, like one of the worst people to be around. Yeah. So, but you know, but the, the thing but is, they've got the strength to be cat exactly. once. They're so, so flying. they would be totally, totally waste of time and money for them to go and do B races. Yeah, and they'll never upgrade. So, yeah, I think it's fair to allow that. At some point, even I mean, the days of of uh, like we were talking about on our ride coming back, you and David and I last weekend. I mean, the opening crit over in seattle was volunteer park and there was yeah. two cat fours it's it filled up you mm-hmm. had to register early 75 people so 150 cat fours wow and you had that's how you had to upgrade yep so it took a while for you to do that if you weren't you know if you're mediocre and same with juniors you had junior races those guys had to to put in like months of a ahead it was yeah. kind of like uh leadville you're yeah, a, yeah, in a lottery. Yeah, somebody, some sort of, yeah. That's how it used to be. But now it's like, you know, what do we tell these guys that are strong that can win our race? Mm-hmm. You can't come because you don't have the skill. Yeah, I, It's a tough, yeah. it's a training race. This yeah. is how they learn. So, I it, mean, yeah. I don't. No, 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 totally. I mean, it just sucks. Like yeah, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. It just is what it is. Crashes are going to happen. Um, yeah. I just, man, I've always thought it's silly that we have crashes <laughs> at SCR. That bends my mind, like, or Eclipsey. We should start calling it what it is. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think it is. He's totally right. It's just a part of racing now, mm-hmm. like, in the road category. Now, when you talk about uh, half-wheeling, um, 
I mean, you've got a pack dynamic where you've got riders, you know, swelling and, you know, and thinning out and things like that. Um, what do you classify as pack riding versus half wheeling? I don't think that changes. I'm pretty firm on that. I don't think half or half wheeling changes whether you're in a pack or in a, you know, like couple of people pace line. Like, I think half wheeling is half wheeling and I think you can do it. But if you crash, it's on you. And yeah. or if you cause a crash, it's on you. Because like if you're having to save it because you the person in front of you swept over in front of you and took your wheel out, then like yeah, that's that's on you. So is there any? I, I please don't name. But what any about names. what about our echelon? Was there a crosswind? Is that why he was in no. that position? So, I was taking into effect the fact that there was a crosswind at the time. Mm-hmm. However, the guy in front of me was not. I don't. I don't know because I didn't really. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes for a lot. Um, <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> it, it, in that situation, I had there was nothing else. But um, but I I don't think the guy in front of me was the one that swept me. I didn't see it all. Mm. But there was I was taking into effect the wind, and I think that might have been the cross where they it cross could over. it could have been. I don't know, yeah. which would make sense for that disc brake to hit. I mean, that's such a tremendous amount. Nobody normally just rides right there unless there's exactly. a crosswind, mm-hmm. and that. Stupid disc brakes. I was going to say, Paul, was, well, now we have another reason to blame disc brakes no, the, for the it was fall interesting. of man. I listened to fall of Escape uh, Collective yeah. and, and Rowan, who's part of the geeks. They have like a geek yeah. one for technical, and he's a technical guy. He still races, and he said, I did my first big, and he's a pro rank racer, 175 guys in their field, and he goes, I'm, I'm going to say something that's not going to be popular, but I don't think disc brakes need to be in a race situation because they grab so much. He goes, I see people, even good riders, you know, I'm paraphrasing, er, but yeah. yeah it, and, it, and that just creates this massive reaction. Mm-hmm. Somebody moves a little bit, you can, and then it just multiplies. Well, it's just like, you know, and he goes, obviously wet carbon wheels are not a good yeah. thing either. But, and, and I've seen that. I've seen people just like all of a sudden, you know, even in the Tuesday night, they oh, hit yeah. the binders, and it's like, whoa, where'd yeah. you go? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's got to be a learning curve, to be honest with you. They're not going to go away. It's like Maverick. But He's going to hit the brakes and fly right by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hit the brake, brakes God, and fly that right by. What is that one called? It's called something. Yeah, you can. No. Not the yeah, way huh? he says. Tom it, it, Cruise did. Every, no. Not Tom he, Cruise did it. Okay. No, it's not Tom Cruise. Maverick did it. Yeah. You're you, really good at yawning silently, by the way. Am I yawning? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did like a... Jackson, talk to me about um, coming back from a crash. Um, yeah, we obviously understand the financial obligations that are un- inherently absolute bullshit, in my opinion. The mm-hmm. fact that that you you can't go into your basement anymore and go, oh, we got a second set of bars, we got another stem, it's all universal, just slap it together and let's go ride our bikes. That is That is done lunacy it is lunacy that our sport has gotten to that point but um but i I do want to ask you about um the the mental elements i mean you went you've gone with you know road rash recovery you know which thank god is not that bad you know we're all we've all dealt with road rash you had a head injury which Mm -hmm. is you know we only have so many of those um (laughs) you know we do you know you get so many concussions and you're eating through a straw and beating your wife like all those pro football players <laughs> yeah. you know um 
Sorry, is that over the top? CTE. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's uh, what it's called. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. CTE. Yeah. Um, and then, and then there's the the emotional element of of getting back on the bike and and being aggressive again. Uh, do you see anything like that? Is there any hesitance, or are you just like let's rock? Um, because we were also talking a couple weeks ago how you were you know like more than happy to shoot a gap because you hadn't had anything. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's changed. Has it, though? Um, it? Yeah, yeah, that's the no, question. You'll find that's out the Thursday, question, right? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think um, I think that to begin, like, coming back from it, like, the day, the couple of days after were really tough. Um, I couldn't really use, like, the right side of my body at yeah. all. Um, so that was, like, a bit of a challenge. And even, like, realizing that I have to be in pain, like, not just, like on the surface skin pain, but also like pretty heavy muscular pain. Yeah. I had really joint. Yeah. I had really like tough focus issues. I couldn't really like stay locked in on anything for too long. Um, and just like stuff like that has been, it's been kind of hard. Um, you, you fall into, I think depression's a bit of a heavy word, but you fall into like a slump, I guess you could say. Yeah. Just realizing that like you got to Like you just got to tough it out. Which yeah. Sucks. Um, but then there's also, um, I'm the type of person that just like, I want to get back out to like, to just get back into that normal way of doing things anymore. I mean, I, I'm going to, wow, pretty Sam poured himself a good beer. Um, who's all grown up, <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm going to stay confident. I'm going to try and just race how I always do. Um, but you know, like I said earlier, stuff happens. Um, I really want to thank everybody who reached out, who's, said are you okay came up afterwards i mean we've got a great community here and i don't think that should be taken for granted so i uh, yeah thanks thanks to everyone um we'll race on thursday and we'll see how that goes but i still willing to shoot a gap to win heck yeah (laughs) good man on somebody else's bike yeah. Hey, I Sorry about I, that, Sam. I, cha- I challenge him. Whoops. Yeah. I challenge him. Is a frame built by Reynolds? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I've been eyeing a new gravel bike. <laughs> um, so three of us racing Thursday? For sure. I think David's done for the season because yeah, yeah. he's on mm-hmm. nights for the rest yeah. of the month. So are, who's not racing in this uh, race? Probably, I, there's probably a good chance I won't. Okay. Yeah. How did everybody's rest of their riding week go? I'm not going to. There's no point in asking me. You got a gravel ride then yesterday, didn't you? No, you didn't? No. Wow. Fail. Yeah, I mean, I I realized like, yeah, no, yeah, because I just got back to town last night, but I was thinking like, man, I did a lot. I'm feeling pretty tired. And I did, you know, close to 200 miles, which for me, it's like, I, you can obviously just hop on your bike and pedal 200 miles throughout a week, and that's yeah. not an easy achievement. That's but a lot. with a full-time job, and like I'm doing hardcore intervals, so I'm not doing like 200 soft pedal miles. Like I'm wow. ripping for wow. So I was hurting, and yeah. so you didn't do anything over the weekend. You, so I you did. went bike free. I, I no, I no. actually I did Saturday like a hard 40 miles, and Sunday a hard 40 miles, Jeez. and then. Um, took yesterday off because i was like whoa i'm cooked yeah but yeah last week got in like 190 good then this weekend's the trip to wallace what now remind me uh, and and the rest of the people listening to this podcast what the trip to wallace yeah so one of the well the friend that does stupid things with me 
um, the one in Bellingham. He's coming to visit, and uh, we're going to ride 100 and it's somewhere between 110 and 120 miles of uh, gravel and pavement out to Wallace. That word again. I know. <laughs> Choppy roads. Yes, and thank you. smooth roads. Yes, With small you. rocks. With small, With very small. little rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to do that out and then stay the night um, out there in a hotel motel. Oh, okay. In. So you're roadie. Yeah. Oh, Pi- God. Uh, privateering. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not to that level. Yeah. I don't think I ever will be. Come on. I'm a glamper. Okay. Yeah, because then I have to do that same big day back the next Mow. day. You ride back-to-back back over centuries and then tell me. Okay. You If you do that in a weekend, yeah. then... Then what? Then what? You can talk shit. Okay. <laughs> Doing it. <laughs> can't do it. Oh, I can't. You have my luggage. That's good. Eh, that's a good point. I do. Well, that'll I'll be cool. Next that'll week. be cool. I might want to... I might want to... I think feedback on that would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Paul, how'd your week go? Um, let's see here. So Memorial Day weekend we had... That was the last weekend before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, David, and I yeah. uh, rode. We did four mounds. We were on a short leash, all of us, yeah. I think. But a short leash is still 50. I got like 52 <clears throat> miles in. That's not super short. That's great. Yeah. That's all you need to do. With like 3,000 plus feet of climbing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then the next day I just went out and rode out towards Cheney. And, you did? Yeah, just a temple ride. Oh, okay. I did... One, two, three, four, four rides last week. Oh, I'm, nice. um, I, I, um, I, and yes, I, I need to mention it because I, I, it's not. I swear, I don't like talking about myself. Um, I've been getting out. I'm a, a, AFib free. I had a, a, a check last Friday, and everything seems to be looking a lot better. Um, I'm pre- still pretty gun shy in some of the long climbs, um, just because I'm like going okay, like four mounds. Yeah. Oh, God. well, I suck on that climb anyway. <laughs> that thing is so steep; it's just horrible. How many How many feet would you say that climb? I don't know. Covers. I don't know. It's It's not nice. Mm-hmm. It's not nice, and the wind is always going just mm-hmm. at your back at the same speed as you are going, and there is so you're you basically you're riding in a microwave, mm-hmm. and it just feels like your head at any point in time is going to go and roll off into the ditch and and explode. Um, so anyway, um, so I and the funny thing is, is I also have been um, I, I, taking it easy on some of those long climbs. Not taking it easy, but riding more of a tempo, just because I want to see, you know, if I ride between two hundred fifty and three hundred fifty watts, if I can maintain that the whole way and just keep things going. And and it seems to be working. Um, I'm doing hill repeats for an article uh, that that I've been assigned to do. So um, my other rides last week were going out and. I, I had this climb near us, Cedar, up to High Drive, basically. It's a little over a mile, and it climbs about 700 feet. It's not huge, but uh, it's maybe 800 feet. But anyway, and um, I've been doing, I would do, like yesterday, I did it three times, you know, just full out tempo I can do. And then on other days, I, I went out and did some of my normal rides, but I get to the top of the climb and I'd turn around and go back down and do it again. Just because I want to, I'm, I'm working on my obvious weakness, and this has been. A really good kind of an assignment for me, you know. Thanks, on Mariah, for for throwing me under the bus here, but uh, it'll be good. And and I'm also finding it's really amazing when I don't drink like a frat boy that I don't go into AFib the next day. Mm-hmm. Who'd have thought, right? Mm-hmm. Sam's just giving me a judgmental look. Well, I mean, it's like a medical thing. 
Yeah, but you know, and and it's it's been a really interesting uh, delve into mortality. Mm-hmm. You know, just like you, you think you're going to live forever, and then I, and I don't want to become one of those old guys who's going, "Well, you better enjoy yourself now because someday it's all going to be fucked." There's <laughs> one of my F's because it, it worked for the joke. So there we go. Um, so uh, you know. I'm I'm enjoying riding and I'm enjoying getting out there again. So let's see, you know, tomorrow, not tomorrow, Thursday is going to be my second race of the year. Is it? Which That's sucks. Awesome. It sucks. Though. Usually you know that you're by back, now though. I'd have eight like, or nine. Yeah. Yeah. We have the next three weeks. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. 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 If it makes you we like, do. Yeah. Yeah. It's back to it's back. Every it's every Thursday back to back. back, to back. back. Yeah. yeah. And what's great is Damn. if we don't win the last one, the bachelor party's going to be ruined. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'm winning the next we gotta three. Cross That's one, the two, Thursday three. before yeah. we leave for yeah. our bachelor party. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're winning all of them. Yeah. All right. Speaking of events, um, I'm shifting gears here slightly. Netflix's Tour de France documentary, Tour de France Unchained, is just a week away from release with the eight-episode series. Thursday. It's this week. Oh, I, I have old copy mm-hmm. here. June 8th. Oh, that's in two days. Yep. Uh, delving behind the scenes of last year's race just in time to whet the appetites for a rematch between Jonas, Jonas Vingegaard that's right. That's how I say it. And Tade Pogacar, uh, this July, UAE did not let Netflix apparently uh, into the team bus. Yumbo Visma did, meaning viewers are going to get an unprecedented access to their campaign. Ineos Grenadiers, Groupama FDJ, EF Education, um, Alpacin de Koinic, Bora Hansgro, and Ajay Dizar, uh also feature in there with interviews, insight, and new perspective on the on racing the tour. Has anybody seen the trailer here? Mm-hmm. Yes. So two of you have? Yeah. I have. I, I sent it to, to I know, the group. I haven't yeah, clicked it yet. I don't think I, I, I bookmarked it, but I haven't seen it. I'm so excited. Paul's like, well, Paul's like why, really do I it's June. why do I, I even bother? It's, it's like, like June or July that it comes out. June, this Thursday. Yeah, this oh, Thursday. Two days. Cool. So don't even watch the trailer. This would be a total waste of time. Mm. Yeah. There, and there, there's a Greg LeMond, <laughs> a Greg yeah, LeMond story coming on. That was the other thing I was yeah. going to talk about, too. But um, thoughts on what this Netflix series is going to do for the sport, if anything. In other words, are non-cyclists going to watch this series? I mean, he, I, I've, I've heard there are great documentary series on Formula One racing that have been huge. I mean, there was and one I've a couple of years ago. And, and it's still going on. That's, they're yeah. in their fifth year, fifth or sixth year. Are, are people going to line up to watch a Tour de France documentary? Do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think we got a chance here? It's Jackson's looking a little skeptical. Well, it's tough because we have been saying this year after year after year. Yeah, this know. year, this is the year. Yeah, um, I think, thanks, Lance. Yeah, I think that net the fact that Netflix is like taking over is good because they do really good work. Yeah, obviously. Um, but I except I, the whole password sharing bullshit. But anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do think that <laughs> I do think that. Um, It'll be really good. It'll be really well done. Um, I'm excited to get to know the writers a little bit more. I think getting to know the characters will help. Um, but all in all, I mean, it'll be another cycling documentary. And I, what I do think is that it will predominantly bring the cycling community. But then if it does really well and if it's really cool, then it will bring... I mean, Paul, you watched F1. I know you're into Formula One racing a little bit. But it, it I don't think everybody who's been into F1 has watched that series. So I think that it will need a little while. I think it'll be a slow burn. 
is what I'm trying to get to. Do you think they'll have to dumb it down like... No offense to them, the NBC coverage does, where they have to go like, no, yeah. this is this, this is these steps. Or do you think there's going to be a episode one and two, if you don't know, understand what's going on after episode one and two, we're not going to bother. We're just going to keep plowing ahead and tell I mean, the story. that's kind of the drive to yeah. survive. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. So the, I think like, that's what they're going to... The format, and, the, and there's full swing, too. They have a golfing one, too. And, and it's more on the personal level, so that you... You follow the event, mm-hmm. but they they have the interviews, sure, and then they they you know mm-hmm. like b roll a bunch of stuff, yeah, you know, and uh, so it, it makes it interesting. Even you know you should try uh, full swing. It's about golf. You yeah, see if that I, would work. You for you. Just, oh, everything, everything <laughs> they, inside my head. What they do is just, oh, what golf. they do though. It's more they focus just about as much on on the the event as they do on the people. Yeah. So you, you kind of understand. Like I actually learned a lot, uh, even though I followed F one. I'm not a hardcore F one person, yeah. but I started learning how that system works. And I'm like, Jesus. I mean, it uncovers really? a lot. Yeah. And I think we'll be surprised of how teams actually function too, at that level. And they will interview the writers and the directors and the sponsors and whatever. So you're going to see stuff that we normally don't see on NBC. Mm-hmm. So. Makes it makes me wonder, you know, in a in a very, I, I'm I'm th- I have very positive thoughts about it, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to see it, and I really hope it does something for the sport, especially with the stigma that cycling has been, road cycling has been dealing with over the last <laughs> twenty years, with the doping allegations, and thank God there were no doping allegations in this Tour de France while they were <laughs> filming this, because if that would have come out, oh, great, kick farther step, wow. I can mm-hmm. hear that fly. Mm-hmm. I can hear that fly on the microphones. And David's microphone isn't even on. Usually, if you, you, can, like you can hear that here. fly's heart rate if David no, is here. No. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, then the new Le Mans movie, The Last Rider, only in theaters, however. Mm-hmm. Um, only in theaters. Uh, my first question is, which theaters? <laughs> and my second question is, would you pay to watch this movie in a theater? Mm-hmm. You would, Paul? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No? Yeah. Will non-cyclists pay to watch this movie in a theater? Probably not. That's why I, I bet it won't even see they're, they're light of day in this, in this city. I bet it won't see the mm-hmm. light of day. Yeah. But Garland had, did one like that. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. They've, there's there's been several just like they'll have like two showings yeah. just on a weekend. It's not kind of like art house normal. thing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like you said, the Garland. There was one I think at Regal Cinema. Yep, North. One time. Yep. Yep. That I went and saw. About yeah, something. I don't. I mean, man, I grew up watching like all the tour and and everything, and I think like the the most recent video that got me riled up, you know, about like oh this is cool, and then I think that other non cyclists could relate to is. Few Top years gun. ago, oh my god, don't even get me started. <laughs> Maverick, don't even get me started. Uh, is the butcher box like yeah. criterion? Those, that was a great, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It just showed an insight into you know, like what it takes, what it takes to mm-hmm. be a professional. And like, crit is so American, mm-hmm. like yeah. in every term, in every way, it's American, like fast paced, you know, like F crashes left and right, left yeah. And right. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just I don't know I, I yeah I love the romance of the tour because I grew up with it but I don't know if that's what's going to attract a lot of new new roadies. Couldn't hurt though. It can't no, it, hurt. It, no, I think I yeah. think it's fantastic. I'm just hoping so much. There's there's a lot of people who 
the viewing of F1 racing now has increased viewership on on television or pay per view or whatever, however people yeah. are getting it. Yeah. So um, obviously, it's it does tap a few people on the shoulder and get their attention. So it could even yeah, if it's an increase of two percent, that's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, we know they're probably happy with watching it because it's not on flow bikes. Speaking of <laughs> flow bikes, uh, Keegan Swenson took the seven-up sprint, and Carolyn Schiff took the win in this last weekend's Unbound Gravel. Um, I didn't even know if it was available uh, online to watch because of last year's mishaps. No, I mean, yes, I, I, give, I, I, I give flow bikes shit because of their commercials popping up at random times. I don't give flow bike shit because what they're trying to do and what they're how they're trying to bring bicycles into bicycle racing into our living room, especially something as daunting as unbound gravel, a 200-mile ride in the middle of nowhere where you're not going to get a live satellite feed and you're probably begging for your cell phone to show you a couple bars so you can send the signal back. Um, and you know, that's that's a logistical nightmare and I don't even know if it happened. I looked around, I I I couldn't find it anywhere this weekend, um, but I was able to catch uh, highlights, so to speak. Event was held under not-so-pristine conditions. The first 17 miles, I guess, consisted of horrendous mud, causing riders to walk uh, as well as endure massive bike damage just all over the place. Mm -hmm. A lot of riders, that first 15, 18, 20 miles ruined their race. It was over. Mm-hmm. Um, online discussions have been focused on whether or not the organizers should have altered the route, which brings me to our topic to, for tonight. Brought to us by our friends at Perry Street Brewing, official beer of the Pack Filler. Thanks to those guys. Get over there. Uh, wonderful local neighborhood pub mm-hmm. with brilliant offerings, brilliant food, and um, I, I think one of the best decks for sitting out and, and drinking beer in the entire city. I want to talk about racing, pro racing, and safety issues that are considered at times and sometimes not considered. Um, so to start with this this story of Unbound, and I know Paul's probably going to be like, whatever, it's, <laughs> it's dirty road racing. Dirty road racing. Dirty race. Dirty racing. We just you haven't it? even had a dirty. filthy pills. Yeah, I haven't had my <laughs> filthy pills. Um, th- thoughts on Unbound keeping uh, this part of the course that they knew was impassable. Um, it wasn't impassable though because Cole Patterson and a couple other pros all were like hey guys by the way this is how you actually ride they cleaned it Mm -hmm. what they rode it yeah they rode it but they were in the front and you think about like cyclocross and you start doing all the rides when they uh, then that's where the problem comes you got you're the first one cutting through right so Uh, I mean I still think like yeah, I mean the ruts are going to make a difference, but you're sinking down to the same level. Yeah, you, I mean yeah. it was you drive it's, train in the mud. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, it, it was that deep and that yeah. bad. I mean that's what it was last year too, though. It was yeah. pretty. It was pretty rough conditions last year. So I mean I think that when you enter an event like this and it's not going to be a road race, I think you have to expect a little bit of bad conditions, no matter where you're ending up. Mm-hmm. It's I. I mean. It's super cheesy because that's what everybody says, but that's kind of the spirit of it. Yeah, is yeah. that. Rain or shine, you got to do this, and it's going to be hard. But we're all like, collectively, you're going to get through it together, and you'll finish out. I mean, somebody won, you know. Yeah. So, and nobody. I, I mean, there were a few individuals, especially on the long course, that had to drop out. But it's because they're riding 350 miles, you know. That's insane. Yeah. That, now you're talking the XL. 
I am, but yeah. that's I'm I, talking about the the two hundred. No, the, right. I was yeah. just segueing from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, do you guys think that in gravel <laughs> walking is an acceptable part of the event? Um, Paul's I know is going to say no. I it's would a bike say yes. Race. You should. Oh, you you do. Yeah, this really? is gravel has. You know, here's the He's thing. Like, gravel like has gravel no sucks. rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what? Why wouldn't that? not be a part of it i mean if the yeah. organizer or whoever designs this course throws a river crossing you have to float and swim across i mean that's that's the whole purpose i don't <laughs> understand why tires we need I a flotation device well, i don't understand why everybody's getting all riled up about like this this should have been altered i'm like it's a gravel race what happened to the spirit and then yeah. now they've they've banned arrow bars and it's like okay here we go it's just going to be another race and then there's going to be rules the whole idea of this and the people that liked it was like anything goes. So if it pisses down rain or it snows in the middle of it or lightning storm, find cover, you know, under hopefully not under a tree. But, you know, yeah. that's 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 the spirit Everybody's of gravel. And, and it's like I don't. Best man. Yeah. 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 So, so, you, so you guys are saying it in, in this kind of a situation, it is more of a rider beware that's what you enter for. It's it's an attrition. It's a hundred percent attrition race, mm-hmm. and so whatever is thrown at you, you have to look at the possibilities. Whether you look at the terrain, it's like, oh, Jesus, I'm gonna need whatever gearing. I'm gonna yeah. have to change different tires. You know, maybe maybe go a narrower tire because there's less. You know, that's the whole. I I thought that's what the spirit of gravel is, and it seems to be going towards a bunch of Nancys. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> With you. The, the spirit. I mean, now that people complaining because they have guys that are kind of like pacers for women to yeah. win the race. Yeah, but that's I, a, that's a part of the race. Uh, don't get me started. I think men and women should be completely separate races at different starting times. Completely. Well, I mean, well the big I, that's, thing that's, they that's absolute lunacy. And the really? Other, yeah. Yeah. Why? It's hundred percent. I I think these are two different races, and and I shouldn't benefit from the fact that you got a flat and I got in a group with a bunch of haul ass people. That aren't necessarily uh, in my category. So you, you, you're a road right. racer, then. Yeah. That's not a gravel event. A gravel event is to me start. is like mass start. That's a whole. That's what everybody Your liked about is, it. Really? It's just like yep. Wout Venner got a flat. Yeah, and he lost. Yeah, Harry Roubaix. But Wout Venner wasn't racing against racing amongst accountants and you know. No, house but he got a flat. It's like his. Te- he had a technical issue, and it's okay. like I think that if it's a mass start, then. Everybody is, you know, hopefully your equipment holds up. The Check. best man and woman roll across the finish line first. And I mean, if you really think about it, like there are a lot of people out there that are racing against YouTubers. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's yeah. it like what is worth any like experience. I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about before. I mean, if we're all going to enter in, we all got like whoever's going to win has to have not necessarily the most experience, but just the best legs on the day and it kind of comes down to our same crit thing. It doesn't matter who has the most experience. It matters who has the best legs on the day. It's like, who would have thought that, I mean, let's say Alex Howes wasn't from EF and he just won. He'd just be, oh, now he's Alex Howes, the one who won Unbound. Do you yeah. get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. I guess so. So hey, the, you, the other issue that they had too is because there was three, four guys sprinting for the... Six. I mean, seven. Seven, seven guys. Mm-hmm. And then they had the 100-miler guys sitting there... Waving to their yeah. family and stuff. Talk he, about you know, a cluster F. Yeah, but the to me every year, every year I've watched that finish stretch and they always have a drone following the riders in, and I'm going, they have that whole road. 
why isn't it wider? Mm-hmm. Where you're telling people, you yeah. have somebody, you get a volunteer, uh, some, you know, dentist on a weekend standing up there with a sign in his hand saying, slower riders to this side, slower riders to this side with a bullhorn yelling it because you've got guys coming down flying, Tour de France yellow jersey holders, you know, mm-hmm. flying down and some guy who, who lost a bet six months ago and signed up for this race you know hey look at me uh, you know they aren't gonna believe this at the accounting office on monday <laughs> and you've got these guys hauling ass down the street widen the effing road yeah that's a very good point i think that i, is I don't crazy. I, I disagree i disagree you do. i think this is the whole idea is is starting and fish, finishing as a group that's the whole spirit yeah but a, a hundred miler should not finish the same time as like those groups, right? Two hundred like, mile and one hundred mile. Like it, yeah. it almost Remember, seems like it should be we, different day events. Yeah. I think you, you guys know? are looking at it like it's a U.S. a mm-hmm. cycling. This is not it. This is a Grand Fondo. How many times in Grand Fondos you're in the lead group and you're running across the same thing? This yeah. is the part of this is the nature of gravel, and I, I don't see anything wrong with it. And if I do, that's probably some of the reason I don't do Grand Grand Fondos. Is because I don't like that atmosphere. Okay. I don't like, you know, sprinting against somebody and oh geez, here's so and so waving to his family, and I think that's great. That's a part of, that got him out, yeah. and they're riding their bike. But I don't, I don't like that. So, so let's, I don't let's, do it. Let's backpedal. So let's backpedal just a little <laughs> second. He is, but I agree with him. I was going to, which means makes me crusty well, too. I was going to say it's it's a come as you are sport. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. It's all inclusive. So the second you take one finisher here, one finisher there, it it, it instantly negates that mm-hmm. yeah well yeah. even even cattle are sent into specific shoots before they're shot in the heads <laughs> but we are not cattle <laughs> we have thumbs i've done that <laughs> oh my god oh i that was totally unexpected that was hilarious <laughs> also I, on that same note though, like, going if, this way this is odd i've never got hey ow if we're if I'm we're dead. talking about um, like, is, is this still a topic of race promoters and changing up scenes? Are we still on that topic? Yeah, that's still? that's where okay. we're going. That's where I'm trying to steer this ship. But you guys, so are I'm gonna just come a little local with it and say, did anybody see the post on like? I RC3? didn't get to read it. Yeah. yeah so they oh, yeah. they said something about like the time trial being yeah. on gravel. I did, okay. and I saw that word again on a post today. Yep. Right when I'd reached my absolute boiling point of the word gravel, and then you raged. A little bit. Yep. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to. You Might know, like, need another box for my we phone. Can, we can, we can come what, yeah. What is so it? So they're discuss. I mean, like it was a thought. It's not even a discussion. But it was mm-hmm. a thought. Like, hey, how do you guys feel about gravel being on the time trial course? Mm, terrible. I feel okay, terrible yeah. about yeah. that. Yeah, I don't think this is a road race. Yeah. Like, there's gravel events that should be gravel, and then we have a road race that is on roads. Yeah. I don't know. That's for me personally. I'm like. Why are we why are we crossbreeding this? Like so you road what it is. So you're saying stick to your shoot. Yeah. But I, I don't yeah. I, I like uh I like the idea of like uh Rondevon Palouse where there's gravel sections in it. Super different though. Yeah, it is. But mm-hmm. to have a time trial in, in a road race, especially exactly. because uh, for the crusty old people, then later that day is actually the the district championship so yeah. which means less know. people are going to be doing that <laughs> the time trial mm-hmm. yeah 
Exactly. Yeah, if they did that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's back up a little bit. We were talking about the fact that should the organizers have done something about the course conditions and, and made an alteration. And I, I think Paul kind of already answered this in terms of the spirit of gravel. Um, the Gavia on the 88-1988 Giro d'Italia, um, as we talked about a couple weeks ago in terms of its atrocious weather conditions, um, would the UCI run that race today? No way. Paul says no. Nope. Should they have in 1988? I don't think so, but it certainly made for a great story. And all those guys who finished have – that's the uniqueness about road racing. Yeah. Probably the thing is is the most epic uh, rides that I I can recall in this long history I've been doing this are Talk nasty loud. conditions. <laughs> Absolutely nasty. Yeah. You know, like yeah. hailing crime. Yeah. And that – in essence, that's kind of the cool part about cycling. It isn't like – if I wanted great conditions, I just – be a, a Zwift racer or something. It's <laughs> ideal. Get all these fans and, you know. Yeah, control the temperature. Yeah, exactly. The fans don't work. The fans are a lie. <laughs> I Trust me. I, I melt every time I hop on the trainer, and I spend a lot more time on the trainer. Than I, I, I mean, like, but past. think about, uh, was it two or three years ago that the Frenchman, uh, he races for Quick Step. Alaphilippe. Alaphilippe. Thank yeah, you. Alaphilippe. Yeah, he's won a stage in the Criterion. Yeah, yeah so yesterday. a couple of years ago, they shut down the pass because there was like yeah. flash flood <laughs> craziness, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't know, that's the closest thing that reminds me of like... Talking about the tour? That yeah, the, the tour, tour of the tour. year that basically right. decided that Egan Bernal won his exactly. one of the tour. That decided the, the tour. Right? Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And, and so there I'm just no saying, more like, opportunities like they now do intercept those things, right? Like they're like, nope, not safe. But, yeah. We see and hear stories of cars on courses, of barriers that are not properly set up, collisions with spectators, um, collisions with motos and such. Do you guys have any examples where the race was clearly dangerous or damaging and, and experiences you've been in? For, ex- for example, um, uh, I think of my experience uh, and that I always jokingly nowadays talk about the year I went to uh, the, the Super Week in Milwaukee, which is inappropriately named because you would go there and it was probably 20 plus racing opportunities in the course of a little over two weeks and you would go there and there were constant races happening everywhere it wasn't a stage race they were just individual races happening everywhere and it was a great thing but there was one day in particular we were in in i don't think we were in downtown milwaukee i think we were in green bay or something like that and it could have been i just the details they're gone um, meds uh, but uh, <laughs> I do remember the officials specifically telling us at the start it was a wet day and we were crossing a river twice in the course in the crit and each time we crossed the river we went over a metal bridge that was graded you mean while you're riding you could look down through the grading and if you stopped you could see the river below and it was raining and, and they said to us specifically, I remember it to this day, riders, if you crash on the bridge, fist your hands so you don't put your fingers into the grating of the bridge. That scares the hell out of me. This was what they told us, and then they fired the gun for a one-hour crit at full speeds. I was racing Cat 1-2 Pros, and it was you know immediately out of the gun, hauling ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember hearing that, thinking to myself, huh? 
So the, the, and Did I, I hear that right? Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen other examples where uh, you've had situations where people have wandered out into the course, where you've had bad barriers. Paul, I remember you told a story once about a race that was so crash-ridden that they just had to basically settle it in like a three-up sprint. Yeah, it was actually a, it was a it wasn't so much the course; it just was such a massive pileup, and they had to shut the race down to get an ambulance out because a teammate of mine actually face planted and oh, was unconscious and stuff. Um, and so we had we Is we were Billy's? just catching Billy. Billy's yeah. course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was in the break four man break, and I had a teammate, and uh, we were just about ready to lap the field, and that's when it happened because people reacted once we came around the corner and they saw I think people started you know making foolish decisions no one wants to get lapped you know so then uh, some hook bars bang piled the bikes were flying all over the place and then what they did is is they stopped the race and then we had a uh, one lap or two lap uh, scratch race for placing one, two, three, four. It's a bloodbath. I've been <laughs> yeah. in those. They hose down the the you know with a blood spot because oh it God. literally when oh I went God. by, he was unconscious, and I see blood running down. Yeah, the concrete. So, yeah, I've been in a few of these like events with you know either big crash and they restart the crit and everybody's like, don't do this, don't do this. Just yeah, we're not mentally we're, yeah, here. Exactly. I like, announced a tour of Walla Walla where that was like one, that, that was that I was, was there. Br- oh, yeah, you were okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, and I was one of the voices was like, please don't restart this, you know, because everybody was, yeah, checked out and like there was just a huge crash. If you started with two laps to go, there's oh, going to be another big crash. Anyway, that's all aside. But I raced in the snow that like they, they kept it going because they're like, oh, it seems like it's not too bad. And I'm like, <laughs> there's like two inches of snow out here. What do you mean? It's not that bad. You know? And so it's like, I think that it's just hard because you've done all this effort to put on a race and yeah. you want to see it through. And that's kind of part of road cycling is, you know, like having those events and the craziness of it, but yeah, it is unsafe. At the 24 hour race, we had yeah. um, oh. lightning and th- thunder and lightning. We had issues where very, people very were frightening. C- people were coming. Ah, people were coming up to me and asking me about postponement during, during the lightning. And I looked at them and I said, it's a 13-mile course. There are people who are out on far stretches of the course. If I were to stop the race now, yeah. how am I going to get word yeah. out to them? What yeah. am I supposed to do? Hide under a tree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, the and tallest one. Just, the tallest but, one. But, yeah. But at some point, does personal responsibility kick in? Mm-hmm. And if it's lightning out, you should you should Exactly shelter. right. Yeah. Not... Not the race promoter's responsibility mm-hmm. to I teach agree. you common sense to shelter. Well, especially in an event like that. I mean, yeah. I think that it's different if it was like a, a attack. Time, yeah, a yeah. timed like yeah. you know categorical like you know race, which I guess technically you know twenty four Riverside yeah. is. But I just think that that's a little bit different in the sense it's almost like a fondo. So yeah. it's kind of like every person for themselves. Other challenges that popped into my mind. I announced the opening of the Bloomsday Road Run this year, which is mm-hmm. was for many years the largest timed running event in the world. Over 30,000 participants this year. And right when we were about to start our elites, a drug-riddled person was standing at the start line. Hmm. 
standing like there that he was ready to run the race. Bet you he would have won if you let him go. He yeah. would have. He would have ran his tweaking. muscles into yeah. dust. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had to, he would not move. And, and the race had to start at a specific time. We, he would not move. And we had to get security, police, to come and get him and forcibly remove him from the start line before the event started. I'm not saying this is a common element, but I do remember specifically when I was racing in the 80s, talking to some riders where a, a drug-infected person wandered onto the course in the final 200 meters of the race. Uh, the field struck him. He was killed, and it obviously took out several people. Um, we do have these issues. As a downtown we want to put on a downtown event. Paul, we were talking about mm-hmm. this on the ride, and you were saying, like, great thing about downtown events is most of them leave. They mm-hmm. go someplace else yeah. because they don't want to deal with all the crowds. Mm-hmm. But how do you deal with these types of events? This is the stuff that keeps me awake at night, I guess, is what I'm saying, mm-hmm. is I'm saying, okay, let's do this race. And all of a sudden, this demon on my shoulders comes up and starts saying, you got to be careful of this, and this is going to happen, and they're going to take your house, and some asshole's going to crash, and it's going to be the fact that he broke his chain, but because he signed up, and you're, you're fucked, you know? So there's two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> am I overreacting? Well, I think that, I mean, to start on my, on my own personal level, I mean, when I crashed a couple weeks ago, they were asking... Um, <laughs> I like that Sam came back with a handful of Skittles. I thought you were going to piss. You just went <laughs> to get Skittles? <laughs> um, but <laughs> that's hilarious. I know where they are now. <laughs> but uh, on my own personal level, when I crashed a couple weeks ago, they took down a lot of information because they were worried that I was going to ask for insurance. Yeah. Or I was going to get, like, well, I was going to sue. Yeah. yeah. And as this person was taking down my, uh, my, my information, I looked at him and I said, wait, wait, wait. I'm not. I'm not going to press any charges. I'm not going to do anything beyond just having road rash and walking away. Yeah. Like I. I just wanted to really make that clear because I feel like there are a lot of people who, like you, are afraid of dad, or the people that are going to look at you and say, "I'm going to sue you because I was the one that crashed myself out." Because realistically, yeah. it's not their fault that I crashed. It's nobody's fault. It just happened. And I think that's ridiculous that people will blame that on there. But another thing that is difficult about this whole like downtown or our sport in general is that we are on in the amateur level a lot of, in in I would say eighty five percent of the cases we are on open roads. Yeah. And so anything can happen. I mean, even in a downtown crit, nobody people could not know what's going on and they could cross at the worst time. And I think that's the issue that's at that's at hand. But I mean, I will say that there are a lot of really great insurance op like things out there because I remember getting information when I did crash saying we can cover what your insurance didn't. Absolutely. And that's why that's why promoters get these insurance plans. Right. So and then and that's why they're asking these questions because you can take advantage of yes. that insurance that is yeah. offered by the USAC. I'm, I'm going to be honest, that's in my personal opinion one of the last things that USAC is offering us mm-hmm. to put on races. Event insurance. Yeah. Let's be honest. What else have they given us? Do we have a trailer full of supplies? Do we have marketing abilities? Do we have use of their social media? No, we don't have shit. We're putting on a race and hoping people show up. Well, and I think that's what's also tough about the current scenario is that there are people that will race and understand that they're insurance, but now there's there's a bigger platform. You can you can go onto social media and say, I crashed 
the look what these people did. And I understand where you are coming from when you say, oh, will somebody possibly take my house? It's because we are yeah. now in a society where nobody has any more tolerance for this type of stuff. Yeah. When when I hit my head, I'm not going to look at the race promoter and say, this is all on you. Yeah. It's just, it's it's a bummer because we could put on such great events if people weren't so uptight in a lot of cases. I feel How about like. this, though? If I crash in mile 10 of Unbound or if I crash in mile whatever of a road race that it happens to start snowing and the officials and the race promoters decide to keep me on that course, how does the decision process change there? Sam's shaking his head while no, chewing it's still on Skittles. On you. Mm-hmm. God, Skittles are so good. We That's could the best hear everyone you're eating. That's the, the best decision I've made. We can hear everyone. Night. By the way, audience, when you hear a little <laughs> bit, of, bit of this, you know, like a... <laughs> That's Sam putting Skittles into his face. Skittles and pervy pills for the win. Um, yeah, no, I mean, at the end of the day, There's it the is 100% name. your responsibility yep. to pull yourself out of a race. Exactly. It is. They're not holding a gun. There you can't, you know, yeah. it's snowing. You, no, you yeah. can't said you were going to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to finish. Yeah. yeah, no. Everybody has the right like, to, to stop yeah, or not you enter a race. Is, no, yeah. I mean, I think like it's it's up to the like. I would be more disappointed if a race promoter decided like, oh, this is super dangerous, and we should all keep racing because, ha ha, this will make a good story. Yeah, yeah, you know, as opposed to like, yeah, maybe it's some adverse conditions if you don't feel safe and um, pull yourself out. Yeah, yeah. There was a um, pull yourself out, <laughs> Burby Bills. Uh, there was a. Uh, if race, this early stage race, it's uh, um, frozen flat, flatlands. Yeah. It was a stage race. And they had a time trial. It was a 12-mile time trial. And I showed up, and they're like, uh, this, the delay, we're delaying it. We've got black was, ice. Yeah, I and remember black, that. And I'm like, what? And sure enough, it was terrible. It was like f- maybe the first week of April. Yeah. yeah. And, and there was black ice. So it was delayed, I think, two and a half hours. And there was one section where I... I moved far to the right. I think you're supposed to pass on the left, but for some reason this person was too far over, and I, I could see a gap, and I could feel the back wheel go. Oh, there wow. was just a section there, and I was it was still on the road. Did I stop? No. It's Gotta like, make well, up. Gotta you know, make up. That was well, the last second. Not only that, I thought, okay, then I just took note that maybe some of the ice on the edge of the road because all the water thrown off is thicker you know <laughs> stay more to the center of the road mm-hmm. where there's traffic and stuff and melting it off are you I listening mean, to yourselves here mm-hmm. and we're talking about the shit we're just like we're paying to do this to ourselves and we're like i'm whoa that was a little slippery yeah i gotta make up that time go harder yeah there's Good. nothing wrong with that's Lord. why i do it i that's, mean that's the whole thing that is the mindset i was literally having this conversation with my wife yesterday about like if you were to tell me you know like there's this event well, you're that begging is, her to let you come back in the house exactly. for all the money you've spent on this stuff oh, yeah exactly yeah, okay like 250 dollars for a stage race right you know it's yeah. not unusual or 250 dollars for a multi-day gravel race where it's just like you have beer and have fun with your friends like that mentality of like yeah let's go be sketchy on bikes and go really fast uh-huh. that's kind of not there anymore like i don't know how you bring that back like you're crazy you no, know i just i mean the race was going on right i just i made the mistake of going to the right in my opinion yeah see it, that's, i should have figured it out you know that's mm-hmm. That's bananas. Like, there's just not that <laughs> mentality out there anymore. Has anybody ever bailed on a race due to either crashes or weather conditions? Yes. Mm-hmm. You have? Oh, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I will I will send you 
I'll try and write it because you're t- trying to get get us to write. Well, I'm going to talk now, about this here shortly too. This is another well, topic. So good, I good, have, good, good. I have a picture where I crashed in the crit twice because it was bouncing off the pavement. It oh. the rain was coming down so hard. Whitworth, yeah, Whitworth crit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, brand new skin suit. And it was shredded. Well, that was just a few years it. ago. Too soon. Well, too yeah, well. Two thousand, <laughs> like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. That's how much the skin suit cost, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Shit. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those things are too expensive. Let's really get onto that. Topic. Well, you're getting a pair of shorts <laughs> and a jersey at the you same. You are so two for one. Four hundred dollars. Yeah. No, yeah. it wasn't. Well, it is now. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you know that your grandma May once actually took a jersey and fitted it for me and sewed it to a pair of shorts and made me a skin suit? Oh. Can she do that now? Because I'm in the market it is, for a it skin is suit. Hanging, yeah. It is hanging in the bike studio. Wow. It is hanging in there to this day. Does it say Arrive on it? It does. Mm-hmm. And it actually fit. It was perfect. Bring, Bring it, it back. back. Orange, the orange Bring it back. Red, uh, yeah, with the black. It was, it was the orange. It looked like a Dachi kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just dry it off. Right. I was smaller then, so yeah. it might fit. Yeah. That is a fat joke at Pat's expense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm working on it. I have a five-pound bag of Skittles on my stairs. I'm helping you with that. Not yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's four and a half. Four and a half, yeah. Um, do you guys think we are, like Sam was saying, do you think we're we're softer now, so to speak, in terms of... Uh, the the magnitude and the difficult and the severity of races and soldiering on or are or do we look at it in terms of a safety element are we, are we more apt to be lean towards the safer side Paul I know what he's gonna say you know I know what I do know what Paul's gonna say but I think we're gonna be surprised what I'm gonna say I think yes I think we are a little bit softer than we used to be because I feel like I'm always on the side of like, oh, no, it's a safety hazard. But there are a lot of cases where, if I'm being really honest, there are times when I probably shouldn't be out there. But I'm still going to be out there, especially in the spirit of competition, yeah. to I mean, to take advantage of that opportunity. What are the chances of being struck by lightning? I mean, let's be honest. Right, right. Yeah. You're on rubber tires. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You're that's, grounded. Yeah. You're immediately that's grounded. That's how that works, right, Paul? So You're the funny. electrician here. Kind of. <laughs> no. Wait, is that not true? Would it not work? That little bit no. of insulation. You had the voltage that comes through Wouldn't those things. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, I'm out. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I got rubber soles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I have superpowers. Um, or do we blame it on some of our litigious nature of our society here, which in this country we are blaming, we are losing a lot of abilities to do many of these sports that are out on open roads. Yeah. I think the people are soft nowadays. Do you? I Man, the number of comments that I get like about the hearing the stories that I do, like talking to people at the Wallace trip, right? Like that's a big back-to-back day, but it's not really that epic. No, especially because you're not sleeping, because you're sleeping yeah. in a hotel, you I know. wuss. I know. It's soft. <laughs> like I just I talk to people about this and like, oh, I get a shower. You're like, you're really mentally strong. I'm like, God, I'm really not. You should see the people I compete against. You want to know what I think is really crazy, though, about our sport is that, like, for instance, I when we raced our first crit, they were like, how long do you race for? And I said, 20 minutes or uh, 20 miles, 21 miles. And somebody bent over and was like, oh, my God, that is crazy. How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like I have readjusted my brain and I know the four of us have to think that uh, it's nothing. It was was an hour at most. It's just like that's I, I think that 
when we can mentally adjust ourselves to just that's the norm, I think that is crazy because it yeah. seems completely natural to me. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the T-shirts that are like, yes, 100 miles? Mm-hmm. Yes, all at once. Yes, my butt hurt. No, I know you. Uh, yes, I understand you don't like driving your car that far. You know, it's like. Yeah. Geez, but this is like same question. very out of the norm for a regular person. Right. Yeah. For, yeah, a regular person. But I just, I do think that there's, yeah, I, I, I don't think that the mental fortitude is there anymore for I think I wonder which came first the litigious side I think plays a bigger bearing on that because all of a sudden we're aware of you know this is dangerous because people are suing and and I'll use this as an example I brought up uh, earlier in the show um, uh, volunteer park it was it's an iconic race that yeah it started everything you know everybody went there still going was held last weekend Yeah, yeah yeah but it's not in April Mm-mm. So, uh, but it was a Cat Four race, and if I can recall, this is maybe fifteen years ago, maybe even more twenty because I'm old. I don't. It seems like yesterday, uh, but <laughs> I'm not even going to so play guy, the sound effect because you just basically personified it. <laughs> so this guy racing in the Cat Fours crashes severely and runs, I think, into a tree. Gets banged up pretty bad. They take him to the hospital. They they call a person of contact, which is this woman's wife, this man's wife, oh, yeah, I right. should say. And um, and so they called, and she shows up, and she goes, where's his stuff? And she grabs it, and she goes, you will hear from our lawyers. And she didn't even ask his condition, where's he at, all that type of thing, yeah. and and took off. And sure enough, they were suing the promoters. And uh, Gino, who who's the one that told me the story, and it's like, what do we do about that? And, and Gino says the best thing to do is like that person's blackballed. I don't all promoters say, hey, this person will, if something goes wrong. Yeah. He made a decision to go a little bit fast. Yes, there was trees. If you remember that, you're doing yeah. 40 oh, yeah. miles an hour around that corner on Volunteer Park. Mm. And all it takes is a crash. You could possibly run into a tree. But mountain bikes, same thing. There's boulders. There's and trees. trees. Yeah. And, and those things don't move. You splat. And you were the one you that take the, the race, and you're yeah. the one that was going around the corner. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then... Preview I, the course. I think... If you can't handle it, GTFO. Yeah. But, but... We can't uproot trees for this course because you might run into it. We now, now live in a world where waivers don't matter anymore. No. They've beaten the waiver. Yeah. And... and Again, I guess I constantly come back to this element of why would you want to put on a race? Um, Eric, my co-promoter of the 24-hour race and I, we had people hurt. We had a broken collarbone. We had a broken arm. And we had somebody with a with a head injury all, all in the course of that 24 hours. All were taken care of. All were medically taken care of. All were taken to hospitals and everything like that. In fact, we had one couple in particular, one of the the... the Rider was injured, and they had to leave their vehicle out of the campsite because the rider was still in the hospital as of Monday morning, and he was fine. He ended up being okay. He was released, but he was sent from there. Our insurance covered it, and as did did the individual individual riders' insurance cover it. Does that terrify me to the core? Absolutely. That's crazy because how I see this in the medical field is like from what I would perceive in that is you did everything within your responsibility to take care of said human's life at your event. True. You handed them off to the next place. 
you're done. A runner, it's not your responsibility. A runner on the very same weekend in the Coeur d'Alene Marathon died in the middle of the race at the Coeur d'Alene Marathon. That scared me even more because I, I know I'm probably overreacting because that's why we have insurance. That's why the insurance companies exist, and that's why you cover your ass. But who's who knows if somebody's spouse or significant other or family doesn't look at you and say, I don't care. I'll see you in court. The costs of going to court alone mm-hmm. can break you. I would just walk into the courtroom unrepresented and be like, go to hell. <laughs> yeah, and that'll that'll go over like a fart in I church. <laughs> you have this like grieving spouse over here, and then you have this asshole. Yeah. <laughs> those 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 pews really amplify. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm speaking from experience. Yeah. yeah, especially if your stomach's growling in church. Oh, and you're really bad stomachs. oh no! It's the damn wafers. Yeah, it's <laughs> damn wafers. Damn. Yeah, that's that crazy that people sue over that stuff. They like, do. They entered the event. Yeah, sue them, and that's what's happening. To but don't, our don't you think? Here's and I understand. No one, you as a promoter, and you, and I know you as a human, you don't want ill will on anybody. And if there was an issue in the course where a lot of people kept crashing, 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 you would, you know, close alter the it. section yeah. of the course. Yeah, exactly. Now we're back to unbound gravel, by the way. But yeah, but that was just mud. Yeah, people had to yeah. walk. So yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, to me, it's one of those things. We will never be able to stop that. And and what do we? The the one or less than one percent of the people that are going to try and screw you over, do, does that just freeze us? Do we stop doing the things that we like because yeah. they're they're going to sue the shit out of us? No, the, I, I can't house. live that way. And that is some of the reason. I'm going to throw it back to me. My wife and I are <laughs> like, we like living downtown. We like to go downtown. Are we going to have the undesirables push us out? No. Yeah. Why not go there and you know force it the other way? Get people downtown. And living and you know enjoying life, and pretty soon they're pushed out to the outskirts. Yeah. That's how we should do the same thing when it comes to bike races, and or you know, and promoters should do the same thing. They should say, "You can't look at the possibility of one person screwing you over, because then what's the sense of even putting on an event?" Assholes are going to asshole. Yep. Jackson got into a slight little bump. In his car, fender bender, and these people, <sighs> like five weeks later, all of a sudden brought up like the fact that their car was totaled. Yeah, two two months, and you're telling me that your car is totaled when and you're injured when you're walking over to me. Yeah, it was Sorry. bullshit. They were assholes were being assholes. How long and they, ago they was were this? trying to. This was now. I would say probably we're going on half five a year ago. Yeah, we're going on five six, six months. Yeah. And our our insurance. Thank God we have a good insurance. Who went. When did they, I loved how they asked Jackson? Did, when did you have your car repaired? Said, he went, I didn't, which means it was that slow of a, mm-hmm. of a bump in ice. Mm-hmm. Yet they were claiming their car was totaled, and and they, our insurance adjuster was like, okay, I'll handle it. And that's the last we heard of it. So you know, yeah. hopefully we're not you know. Yeah, I don't need that right now. I'm from, getting married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Exactly. so um, well, I guess. You know, we'll end this with assholes going to asshole. Actually, I will ask one more question. In your opinion, in the pro ranks, does the UCI care or is the bottom line the only line? Is it about money or is it about the riders? Or is it a nice, happy, perfect rainbows and unicorns blend of both? Man, I I think it is a tough 
situation where do the, do the care about the pro riders? I think that the pro riders care so much because this is the only thing making them money. This is their livelihood. So really, are they going to stop? No. They got to win to make the money. They got to ride to make the but money. But they need a secure environment in which to do it. Yeah. I'm talking about like finish barriers and things like that. that I, we're seeing. I thousand percent agree. But I think that um, in a lot of cases, the governing bodies will do as much as they can to make things as safe as they can. But in the end, the race is still going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I mean, I think that UCI has done a good job of cleaning up like um, street, you know, litter type stuff in the sense of uh, barricades. And man, I remember when uh worlds are in richmond and they literally repaved they have the center island that was on for our version of that and they're like so it turns out that's a terrible decision and we're going to repave that they went through and got rid of an entire middle island down this whole finishing straight because like that seems a little dangerous Thank God, because Peter Sagan won that race. I know. Mm-hmm. You raced yeah, in Richmond. Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. For, wow. For that's the collegiate. Crazy. Yeah, I did the collegiate version that. of the year before. It's just Town Jackson. We can go there today if you want. It's a really well, no, cool. I, I, it's no, a really I'm cool joking. course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've seen it on on Zwift. On Zwift. Yeah. I know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is I that race, course. I race it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that course. Yeah. That's my favorite one on Zwift. It's cool. <laughs> Do we have a quick faith this week? Uh, yes. A quick tip, by yeah. the way, uh, which is also obviously brought to us by Ambassador Cycling, ambassadorcycling.com. Check it out today. Thank you. you uh, write in your questions if you guys have any questions yeah. regarding uh, any of your personal fit issues. If you're having pain, write it in. But this one is actually in regards to what Jackson and I have been going through because we're picking out different handlebars, which we won't get too into the depth of that. But uh. something to consider is that um, you need to have, like if we're going off a fit standpoint, we have compact handlebars, right, that shorten your reach, but there's also a sweep that's in some of the bars, and that is actually where it's like a forward bend, so where the flats are. Like crit bars. You remember the six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Exactly, exactly. they wrap forward. So that's going to make your essential reach further than, you know, what a flat uh, top would be so wow. just pay attention to those types of numbers like if you like your fit now and you need to replace your handlebars or if you're just looking to upgrade from aluminum to carbon so on and so forth make sure that those numbers line up um, but there's a very big difference between like your sweep and then also compact handlebars um, to affect your reach the drop yep the depth that affects the drop, the drop. Mm-hmm. Yep. how apt are you guys to ride in the drops how often do you spend a lot time a lot drops? really yeah yeah, Especially it's races, fit, right? Yeah, I love I spend the so much time in the hoods. Yeah. I spend 90% of my time in the hoods. Training, I'll probably spend more time, but in a race, I'm more in the drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I'm off the front, I'm I'm low on the hoods, but if I'm in like a pack, I'm on the hoods. Or in the on drops, because mm-hmm. I just feel like I have more control. I think I need to get a refit. Uh, probably. Yeah. We should do that. Especially because, and, and I also need to shoulders work on are, my core. Are, shoulders are still just toast. You want to use... Your your second, my second. F-bomb? No, there's. Oh. I've already used two. I have one left. Oh, okay, don't. Yeah, don't I burn just that. that just might be the cherry on the you know the bing right oh, at the end. Of the cherry thing. on the yeah, fucking yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, right there. <laughs> <laughs> right on the top. So um, before we before we do finish off, I I do want to take a bit and let everybody know this is something that I've been I've been just inundating everybody in the show with lately and i apologize for my long texts no i don't screw you guys um we are on the we're planning on expanding the written offerings well actually i'm 
July, I'm putting myself out there saying that we're going to in, increase the presence of the website quite a bit at packfiller.com. And I want to expand the written elements. And you, Paul, you mentioned that earlier um, of what we offer. And I want to, I, I want to strive for something that I kind of refer to as, as a, as a online magazine for cyclists who get the joke. And when I say get the joke, it's 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 kind of a term uh, that I talk about where you you take it seriously, but it it's but you're also willing to to self-deprecate and laugh at yourself or laugh at each other. And I, I think especially road cycling needs a lot more of that. But I, I do want to ask the listeners out there and I do want to ask you guys here. What do you guys read online in your cycling life? Read in your cycling life. I know, Paul, you're probably a pretty big devourer of that type of stuff yeah and some books when it's uh you know cyclists do a a autobiography or biography of of a cyclist i always read that um on a daily basis or close to a daily basis escape collective Um, great website yeah Yeah, yeah, and so i use that and good guys in the industry yep really good guys in the industry and uh so those are i get my information and stuff from so Um, do you guys read for fun or do you read specifically factual content? Both. I mean, I'm yeah. for my field, like I read a ton on new group sets that are coming out so that I know like how to adjust them and everything. Cause that's just part of the business. But I think outside of that, I, I really enjoy reading different adventures that people take. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a big one for me just cause the community of cycling I think is cool. Yeah. And different people's adventures. I'm going to plug on Mariah Rook, who just uh, finished Unbound Gravel, the XL. Mm-hmm. She got second in the women and was third, 12th. 12th overall. Oh, and I'm going to talk to her a week from, well, I'm going to talk to her next Monday uh, to have her on the show. So uh, Very cool. we're going to have her mm-hmm. on just to talk to her about that experience. And she wrote it up in Cycling Weekly mm-hmm. online. Yeah. Jackson, do you do any reading online and you know you don't yeah say, no, you know i, don't I do mean shit i just do youtube yeah no i mean i'll be honest i work in such a fast-paced day that reading doesn't really it it sounds like a a bit of an excuse but it takes too much time unfortunately yeah with a little bit of time i have to be a person um and so i do a lot of visual content sure instead of uh like video content is what yeah. i mean um yeah. rather than like literary content um but it's something that i really do enjoy i love to hear about a person's story but i also sam like you brought up i really enjoy the um hearing about the new tech mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i also want to increase our video presence but that's hard that's a, that, i mean i have the capacity to do it it's just it's time consuming it is it yeah. is very time consuming what would you guys like to read more of what's missing out there that and I'm asking this to everybody who's listening to this show also right now. What as it's not out there that you would like to see or or read or experience? Does anybody have any? I think um, somebody who's really trying to work their way into into the industry a little bit more. I would really like to hear about um, first of all, like just a like a a person who is pretty entrenched in that industry, their experience and how they got there. Um, but also just like which industry, which element of the industry, if I may ask, I think I, any of it, honestly, I would just like to hear how people get into 
into this line of work or into this. Uh, so you mean racing, or do you mean bike tech or bike? bike I know or... it's. I know it's. I know it's kind of sounds like a cop out, but it's literally just a blanket All term of how anybody, any average Joe, whether you be like you're a bike fitter or whether you be a pro racer or a pro mechanic, any of that stuff, I would really be. I I think that's an interesting thing because I feel like when we look at this whole sport as I as a collective it it's just oh you you race your bike but there's yeah. so many different pieces that go into it and i think that's something that's really interesting and also the average joe working through their bike yeah we don't really get to hear a lot of like oh you hit a road bump well like yeah. everybody experiences that type of thing yeah man i would love to hear about how a mechanic got to where they are i was just thinking level. of calvin yeah how, how calvin is, got to where he yeah is. because yeah. there is a good book out there that i actually have that's about the bike mechanic right and they write just about what their daily role is that's cool but like how did you get there did you start out in a shop and all that like because i had a i had a point in which i just wrote how i got here yeah do uh be a mechanic for jelly belly and i was like yeah that doesn't pay yeah you know not at all not it's like being a chef yeah (laughs) it's a passion but anyway um i would also really be interested in yeah learning or hearing somebody's insight that is getting into it because i'm always like I, for lack of a better term, dumbfounded when like I have patients that come in and I say patients, but clients, whatever bike fits. And, uh, they ask me, you know, just like simple questions that, yeah, if I think I, I pause and I think back and I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't know, you know, like the difference between a chamois, you know, short and chamois bib short, like, you know, just all the simple. So it'd be interesting to hear somebody's new insight into like, Hey, I'm getting into this, you know, world of biking and like, these are all my questions on nutrition and training and how should I be pedaling the bike? Should I have clips, not clips? Yeah. yeah. That'd be really interesting too. Does anybody have any elements that you would like to, I mean, just say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on the spot. Paul, you mentioned something earlier. You were like, I would like to write something about this. Your stories alone, dude. I mean, come on. My yeah, God, well, just put a voice recorder. This guy, yeah. I think I'd like, I'll just transcribe it through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think, I think I, you know, I, I came from a family of, of storytellers, and it's obvious, painfully obvious if you go for a bike ride with me. But um, <laughs> I that's, dude, that's, I love it. It's one great. of the best parts. But that's of what I look for, and it's, that's probably why I chased down like the story of. Well, uh, you know, I, I'm, my next quest is to get a hold of uh, Laurent Fignon. Uh, when we were young, I think it was called. I think that's the title of it. But his story of, of training yeah. and cycling. I like those stories behind. The scene because we always see the glory part, but we don't like. Uh, I think what's occurring um, is a great podcast because you've got Luke Rowe, yeah, and and they they just like what happened here. You know, I don't even know who this dick was, and the next thing you know, this is you know like uh, Garrett's talking about this guy, and he's like shoving me those inside stories that we never hear about. I mean, that's the stuff I love. I yeah. love to hear, you know, how he was feeling at you know Garrett was. Like losing the the Giro was was very tough for him, oh, very man. much so. Yeah. And, and and I think he was one of the most gracious losers ever. Yeah. Well, yeah. and and I ever. think also I think Rookledge when he lost to, uh, um, uh, uh, to find, yeah, yeah, yep. Oh so, yeah, yeah. yeah. He did it. I mean, he walked right over there when he realized and just shook his hands. Said, "Yeah, congratulations." Gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so those are the things I like. I like those backstories, not the things. Of all about glory, sometimes the best stories are. Uh, Alan Piper has tons of yeah. stories that that yeah. you know. 
we're, so to we're wrap not... up Paul's view, he wants long-winded stories. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, uh, what I'm what I'm Thousand saying is, words. I, I, oh, there is nowhere. Yeah, there is no way we're going to outscoop people who yeah. are in Europe covering events. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. way we're going to be able to be first and foremost with a lot of this kind of stuff. Our interviews are going to be far better off as, as this format, as a mm-hmm. podcast interview. However, I think there are stories to be told. I think there's a perspective of the sport. I think there's, as I always talk about, the characters of, of the sport that are so important, and I think that's something that we can offer. And I'd love to hear everybody out there who's listening to the show to, to tell us what you'd like to read. There's something in the written word, I think, that is still powerful and still very enjoyable. And I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be you know your your holy bible of cycling but i'm saying it might be something that be kind of enjoyable so that's on the horizon last question everybody final question i'm only giving you the papers now because you have less than 30 seconds to tell me who is going to win the criterium du dauphine the as as my my social media account calls it the criterium du dolphin <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna be the dolphin champion and you have to answer to me in the next 10 seconds who's off the this one list. champion who's going to win this event now because we're already underway you know that for example uh stefan Kreiswick is not going to win it because he's not there it's a but. human hanger anyway Yes, Julian he's Alaphilippe. A, he's a, he's a Can hanger. you believe it? You think Julian Alaphilippe is going to win? Sam yep. says Julian Alaphilippe. I would love to know what you are on besides pervy pills. <laughs> Jonas Vinigo. Jonas Vinigo. He's not going to peak till the second week. You don't think so, Paul? Egan Bernal. That's not a terrible. That was my second. I would, really I would like love to see that. I don't know what you're on besides pervy pills. <laughs> I think Adam Yates is going to win it. Well, yeah, he's, also, he's fine. That's yeah. 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 There you we know go. what I say? Hey, you know the best thing about this? Richard Carapaz. We're, we don't have to do good. any math. No. <laughs> yeah. There's no God. Thank God. And, Thank God we have an accountant that listens. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we tied, bitch. <laughs> so you did not win. And this is good as a win. And we way, tied as losers. You guys both have to drink a. F- uh, uh, a whole liter. No, no. A so liter. So old I'm English. somewhere in the middle. You, I guess so. Uh, Did we uh, tally it. your points? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You weren't here, so you know. Oh no. As your grandfather said. Snows you lose. Yeah, I hated when he did that. It was my 40th birthday, and we made cherry ice cream homemade. And I was like, "Where's all the ice cream?" And my father looks me in the eye and goes, "Snows you lose." And I was like, "He ate it all." He was just the sitting there for two fuck? and a half hours. There was my shit. final <laughs> F. <laughs> I finally got to use my final F. All and, right. And there we go. So, every, hey, thanks, everybody. Thanks, you guys, for being Thank here. You. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks to the Burvy Pills for making us absolutely disgusting human <laughs> beings. And we will catch you next week. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.